Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we have finally heard from Asia Argento. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and this story seems to develop in a different direction, like every couple days. And now Asia Argento has uh, released a statement, right, Bradley? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know what happened there. Um I what I will say is she is speaking through her lawyer. She has taken to Twitter. Things uh, I used an expletive uh, this morning when we were talking about this bleeps getting real. She's attacking Rain Dove, that individual who came forward and uh, released some text message exchanges between her and uh, Asia when they were allegedly friends. She's also attacking Jimmy Bennett, the young man who accuses her of alleged uh, sexual misconduct, accuses her of alleged, accuses her of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. And um, she's also calling for the payments uh, to Bennett to stop. Um, I like. I don't even know where to begin. We could start. Let's. I was going to say. Let's start with the uh, the rain dove and Asia Argento kind of. Um, what's the word? Well, argument that's going on publicly right now. Yeah. So the two of them are going back and forth on Twitter. She has returned to Twitter for the first time since the New York Times reported that she. And Jimmy Bennett had agreed to that for almost four hundred thousand dollar settlement after that two thousand thirteen that the two thousand thirteen incident. So they exchanged heated tweets on Wednesday morning after Rain posted a link to an article in which Argento's lawyer Mark Heller, that name sounds familiar, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Celebrity lawyer insisted that Bennett would not receive the remainder of money owed to him as part of that settlement. That's where this all starts, which I think is so fascinating. It means that Ozzy Argento wants uh, Jimmy Bennett not to receive the full settlement. And essentially what she's saying is it didn't happen. And in fact, she accuses Jimmy Bennett of assaulting her and says that she chose not to go after him for assault. This is when he was 17. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Tuesday, Heller, her lawyer, told TMZ that Bennett, who was seven years old when he played the Italian actress's uh, and director's son in a movie, was guilty of, quote, sexually attacking and then extorting Ozzy Argento. He says Ozzy chose at the time not to prosecute Bennett for sexually attacking her, um, explaining that his client denied having a sexual relationship with the former child star. So, I mean, they're like going full force. Um, Her lawyer accused Bennett of taking advantage of her relationship with Anthony Bourdain, thinking he could get a shakedown Mm -hmm. from her. Um, Bourdain, of course, committed suicide uh, or died by suicide in June. And he... It's weird because what what it sounds like she's trying to do is um, a, she's saying that Anthony essentially wanted to give this kid four hundred thousand dollars to make it go away because he was a hot mess and uh, he was 
threatening to go public with information. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, she thinks by making that claim that she shouldn't have to pay the rest of that money or that his uh, estate shouldn't have to pay the rest of that money. Which is kind of convenient, given that he's not here to share that his side of that story. Yeah. She says that the only reason he agreed to pay that was because it was a potential scandal. To which I would say, well, can we just remember where we are right. and what we're talking about? Right. We're talking about an alleged uh, sexual incident that took place between a, an adult woman in her 30s and a child, teenager. I mm-hmm. mean, a child may be a little strong word to use, but a teen boy of 17 mm-hmm. who has had a relationship with this adult since he was seven years old. Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to get me to believe that you wanted to pay $400,000 to this kid just to avoid a A scandal, you know, bad headlines. Yeah. If there was not an actual story there, do you really think you would go, you would, you would part with 400,000 of your own dollars? Right. Especially considering that you are, Asia Argento, spokesperson for the Me, for the Me Too, Too movement. movement, because of your allegations against Harvey Weinstein, so she is she is a, in a position in that in that movement. Yeah, you're right, Bradley. And that agreement was made at a time after she came forward with the allegations against Harvey Weinstein. What I'm saying is the context here matters because yeah. because what it says is you believe so strongly in this movement. Um, that you, which I'm saying she clearly doesn't, because if you believed that this kid attacked you. Yeah. Okay. Right. If that is the case, which is what you're arguing. Then why wouldn't you have called out that behavior like you were calling out Harvey Weinstein's behavior? Well, and further, if the reverse is true, right? If the, if, if, if he, if she did attack him, which is what he's claiming, that you would pony up almost $400,000 to silence somebody when you are arguing against people being silenced. Any way you slice it, something's fishy. Can I, I have a quick question. Uh, Is she Bradley, is she maintaining that there was no sexual relationship? Because that's what she was doing prior. She was saying absolutely unequivocally, this did not happen, period. Um, so let me give you a little context with, uh, or I should say an answer to that question, courtesy of Rain Dove, who tweeted um, earlier, why is your attorney still saying that your relationship wasn't sexual? Tell the truth, Azia, please. To answer your question, yes. Through her attorney, she's saying that no, they did not have a sexual relationship. Rain Dove goes on to say, be the person you demand others to be and tell the truth. To which Azia responded, why did you tell me you knew the truth about my partner's death and pretended to be some sort of 007? Okay, now that is interesting. I would like to unpack that. You wrote me... First, I just wanted to give people context in case you're saying, who is Rain Dove? Rain Dove is the person who uh, is... um, is in a relationship with Rose McGowan. The two of them were friends with Asia Argento. Rain Dove was the person who leaked the personal texts uh, that uh, Asia between Asia and Rain Dove to the the press, and that's where we were privy to the first words we heard from Asia Argento. Okay, sorry. As so um, again, these are the texts back and forth between Rain. This has been going on today on on uh, Twitter between Rain Dove, Asia Argento. Um, 
She says, Azia does, why did you tell me that you knew the truth about my partner's death and pretended to be some sort of 007? You wrote me hundreds of lies for over a month. I have all of those text messages. Now it's time for you to tell the truth if you are capable. Your ex, Rose McGrone, calls you a pathological liar. Wait a minute. I don't, I don't, because my understanding is that Rose McGowan and Rain Dove are currently in a relationship. Oh, well, then maybe that's another I think ex. it's a different ex, okay. yeah. The calls, she also called yeah. Dove a sick pathological liar who sold her out by turning over their private texts. Yikes. Um, Rain says, I will 100% help support you through this process with whatever resources I have that I can assist the healing necessary, but you need to be honest. I can't help as a dishonest being. And Ozia says, very funny, coming from a sick pathological like you, pathological liar like you who made money out of me by selling selected texts in order to portray me as something I'm not. Ugh. And then she goes on. I mean, it just goes back and Yikes. forth and we could do this all afternoon. So this is not over yet. It is only just beginning. But there are so many questions. And frankly, I don't care about this Rain Dove character Mm-mm. because from the facts as we know them through Ozzy Argento's attorney, we are now to believe that um, after all of this, that the new development in this story is that she was attacked by a 17-year-old teenager. Right. Uh, and decided to pay that 17-year-old teenager who attacked her $400,000 to avoid bad press about the very issue that she has gone to the press and spoken so publicly about. Right. Which that the, the all of that stuff doesn't jibe to me. No. What it sounds like to me, honestly, is she had an inappropriate sexual relationship with a 17-year-old, maybe didn't realize that that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Thought in her cultural paradigm that, you know, an adult having sex with a teenager is fine, didn't realize that that actually broke the law. And she thought the better of that understanding in the context of the Me Too movement that she was in the middle of, that that would look really bad for her. Right. Like, And now she's trying to retrofit an argument to what happened to try to explain it away. Yeah. And I'm sure Anthony Bourdain was like, look, you've got this story. You don't need this coming out at a moment when you're trying to be, you know, a spokesperson. People are going to call you a liar, you know, two faced or blah, blah, blah. Probably rightly so. Mm -hmm. So let's make it go away. Or he didn't believe that they did Mm -hmm. and just thought better to just pay him off. Well, and who knows? And now, you know, 50 percent of that equation uh, is no longer here to tell his part of the story, which is Kind of gross. And I just go back to the thing we've been saying about people like Bill O'Reilly constantly. If nothing happened, you don't give somebody half a million dollars. Yeah, that's not a small amount of money. You don't just hand over a check for that if there's not more to the story. And I think, you know, will we ever know all the details? Probably not. But more will be revealed. Do you, don't you think? Uh, yes. Yeah. This is only just... We've only just begun. When we come back, we have a very special, victorious episode of Gooper Scoopers to bring you. Um, This is the best goop news possibly we've ever had. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. We have some very, very special goop news to share with you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lidstrom, Bradley Trainer, and whenever goop shows up in our news feed. 
We like to gather the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Gooper Scoopa, Gooper Scoopa. That's just what they do. Gooper Scoopa, Gooper Scoopa. There's always stupid stuff on Gooper. What stupid stuff do we have now? Well, the good news is. Now it has been confirmed that the stuff on Goop is actually stupid. Legally confirmed. Oh, good. Yeah, it's kind of, this is the big news of the day. Mm. So yesterday, Goop, which is the uh, lifestyle brand of Gwyneth Paltrow that has been pushing all kinds of hocus pocus and snake oil on the public as though it is medically, uh, you know, medically sound. um, They have now settled a lawsuit that was brought by uh, the Santa Clara County District Attorney and nine other state prosecutors. And all of this was based on the claim that Goop uh, pushed questionable products, including but not limited to the Yoni egg. Oh. Yes, thank you. Um, And when they pushed those products, they were not supported by competent and reliable Science. Oh, God. Thank finally. So, you know, what's interesting about this is they settled this, which means that Goop wasn't really, you know, ready to go all in on, uh, you know, any kind of out public battle. Okay. They've settled. Oh, for sure. And part yeah. of the terms of the settlement is uh, are the following. The company has to refund any customers who bought the Yoni eggs or are you ready? Mm-hmm. The inner judge flower essence blend. What's an inner judge flower essence let's, blend? Uh, let's look that up because I am. N- and how are there only two things? Well, I know. Oh, so a- that's. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that inner judge flower essence blend is a blend of essential oils meant to be taken orally or added some bath wa- water that could help depression. Can okay. I just tell you something? Yes, please. Essential oils don't cure depression. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. And yeah. guess what? If you don't believe me, sue me. Because <laughs> you can't. Because science. Because science. Ooh. Right. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, so here's so here's what you're no, getting. Watch. Somebody's gonna sue me. Sorry. Go ahead. The peep. If if you purchased a yoni egg or the inner judge flower essence blend between January twelfth of twenty seventeen and August thirty first of twenty seventeen, a you're a sucker. And B, you are eligible for a refund. Um, They also, Goop, and this is to me the bigger thing, Goop has all... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Also agreed to no longer make any claims, quote, regarding the efficacy or effects of any of its products without possessing competent and reliable 
scientific evidence that substantiates the claims. To me, that's like the bigger win, right? Because that's been our frustration with Goop, generally speaking, is that the website will espouse some sort of uh, hocus pocus magic on things that have not been medically or scientifically tested. Um, And exactly. And they will also pay $145,000 in civil penalties. Oh, good. Now, what's funny about this is now you would think, okay, fine. Goop is walking away with their tail between their legs, right? And they're going to go back to their Goop machine and they're going to figure out how to start, you know, doing a different dance around these crazy products that they're trying to push, right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, the mouthpiece for Goop, her name is Heather Wilson. um, She wants us all to know that this was just an honest disagreement. And to date, nobody's actually filed for a refund on their Yoni eggs. Yeah, because they can't get the dumb thing out. I mean, yeah, they can't prove that they have it. Yeah. They're going to have to have it extracted. No, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are. Well, and and think about it. You're (laughs) I shouldn't say dumb because we all buy pointless things that, you know, whatever. I am a superstitious person. Far be it for me to, you know, call somebody dumb for buying a Yoni egg. However, if you bought a Yoni egg and you're like, oh, um, I just feel like if you bought a Yoni egg, you have bought goop. So you are not going to return. You're not going to feel like right. a woman is not going to wake up one day and go, oh, man, shouldn't have bought that. Yoni. I got screwed by that Yoni. Oh, sorry. I got <laughs> played. by. Wait, I Stop. I got taken advantage of by that. See, uh, you just can't, you can't do, do it. it. You can't do it. Anyway, the moral of the story is I feel like, of course, they didn't rip because either they feel shame. Yeah. For being somebody that's like, hey, about a Yoni or they're so snowed that they yeah. don't realize. In fact, they're on Heather Wilson's side and yeah. they're saying like, oh, that was just an honest disagreement. I I'm going to tell by you my yoni the thing about science. It just it's is. A, it's, you don't, it's, not an, it's not an opinion. Yeah, it's, no, it's like a factual thing. And here's the thing. It's not the be all and end all. Science grows, learns, changes. And sometimes science is disproven with, wait for it. More science. More science. Look at that. Also, can I just tell you really quickly? What? You have to go at some point. We have to talk about these uh, inner judge flower essence people. And outer judge them? Should we outer judge them? A purifying floral blend that assists in the clearing of guilt, shame, and self-criticism. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) Wow. Stop. For only $26, I can get rid of all of my shame? Listen, I think we should actually do our own scientific test on that. More on that. Nope, still shame. More on that after this. Actually, just kidding. D-bags coming up. Nope, yes. (laughs) My Talk 107.1. Everything. I'll be back. Entertainment. Celebrities behaving badly. We like to call them out on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, the name we call those badly behaving celebrities is... D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And I would like to Cardushian on uh, Kendall today. Oh, we have yeah. a Cardushian. It is, uh, she is my D-Bag for the day. Why? Well, we talked about Kendall a little bit mm-hmm. regarding Caitlin mm-hmm. and a little kerfuffle that happened at Nobu Malibu, mm-hmm. which is a restaurant for fancy people in Malibu. 
I think that's also where Caitlin lives. Doesn't she live in yes, atop she, a hill? She does. In Malibu booze. Mm-hmm. She likes it because uh, she's isolated there. I uh, actually am going to open up my very own uh, restaurant there called Malibubies. But I digress. Um, it sounds like Kendall Jenner was yelling at her mother, father, person, Caitlin. I think that Caitlin, just, you, you know, for clarity, Caitlin has asked that they continue to call her their father. father. Yes. So Kendall was, quote, ripping Caitlin a new one. I really, can I just say I don't like that term? Why? At all. Why? Because it's, ish. Sounds like farts. I mean, I don't Mm. think it was for prime time, this phrase. I think they they were trying to make uh, the case that there was a tense argument Mm -hmm. between the two. And it was Kendall who was flinging the barbs. According to passersby, they were arguing. It was more Kendall ripping Caitlyn a new one for, quote, always turning her back on the family after they've been so good to her. And, okay, The reason that in this particular story I chose Kendall is, of course, like, I just feel like maybe Nobu Malibu is not the place to have this conversation. Agreed. Right? And um, like when you're paying upwards of like umpty foo dollars like, a dish. I want to see this. Although yeah. I would have paid for it. I have a conspiracy. Okay. Ooh. Nobu Malibu is the location where all the celebs go when they want attention. Mm. Meaning. Perhaps they had this conversation strategically at Nobu Malibu in order for us to talk about them. Instead of having it over like the phone, like normal mm-hmm. families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That or is at, totally. Like, the Caribou Malibu. No? What? Right. The Caribou Malibu? I'm just saying, like, at a coffee shop where nobody cares yeah. who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't feel like Malibu has a caribou. No, I was just trying to rhyme. Jesus, um, the Schwarzenegger clan was sitting nearby, which makes me wonder if Holly's theory is even more the case. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that they were able to name drop another celebrity family in this particular story. But if this story is true, like also this whole idea that like I, I don't buy this n- narrative that like Caitlin is the black sheep of the family. Like, and if she is. It's kind of obnoxious that your whole family is against you. Like, if that's true, then if I were Caitlyn Jenner, I'd be like, bye, all of you, and or go to a therapist or something. But, like, you always see, like, Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, like, all of them sort of at some point thumbing their nose at Caitlyn. I don't know what that's really about, but if there's real stuff there, like... Maybe keep that to yourself because it makes you look like you're picking on. And I know this is horrible, but it just makes you look like you're picking on Caitlin. Now, there may be justification for all of it, but like, I don't know if that suits your public. And these are people again. These are not normal people. This is not a normal family. Mm -hmm. This is a family whose job it is to get stories going about them. Mm-hmm. And so this particular storyline I don't like because it just makes everybody look like they're being a bully to Caitlyn. And Which, maybe that's not the moment to do that. I agree with you. And yet at the same time, that's sort of always been the narrative they've pushed. If you watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, they picked on Bruce. Always. Always, always. Always. And so it doesn't seem too far out of the realm of possibility that they would continue that behavior. Um yeah, I don't know. Again, to your point, Bradley, it's probably not the real, the right time. And I also think that the Kardashians don't really know the difference between reality and 
Not all of them. Right. And what their PR spin is. But Chris is, you know, a maniacal. Yeah, but I think she's living so much in the PR spin. Or I think she's living so much in the what is people's uh, view of what who we are. I just yuck. Listen, I hope that they're happy with their piles of millions. You turned your back on our family. I mean, would you really say no? I'm not. I don't buy it. Mm -mm. No, no. Mm -mm. And also. I mean, they're going to be just fine. Malaboobies. Malaboobies. Mm-hmm. Opening fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. Also, a companion restaurant to your Naples restaurant. Yeah. Pepperoni Naples. It's going to be my Italian uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. He's really put some thought into this, y'all. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a D-bag, too. We also have a, a coffee shop. Oh, go ahead. Called Saucer, Saucer Naples. Naples. Yeah. Okay. What about your breakfast restaurant pancake naples mm-hmm. yeah silver dollar so anyway i want to tell you who my d-bag is and it pains me to say this i'm crowning paul simon my d-bag you're crowning today. paul simon oh ouch. ouch ouch he's my d-bag he's today That's he, true. why is why is paul simon your d-bag because he says like one of the greatest musicians of all time trust me i know this I, every single Part of my life has been touched by a Paul Simon song. And what I'm sad about, and the reason I'm making him my D-bag, is because I will no longer be touched by a new Paul Simon song. Because he is hanging up his songwriting yeah. pen. He's He said he's not going to write songs he's not, anymore. Thank you. For, yeah. He's not writing easier. songs anymore. Why do we? Did, what is the reason? Because I saw this I headline. Think I'd like to know old, this story. I think is really kind of what he's going okay. with. Well, that's well, just he said because I'm sad because he is talented. <laughs> he's like I can't pick the pen up anymore because <laughs> I have arthritis. He said this is what he says. He says, uh, "Well, so we knew he was retiring from touring. This was, I think, a well-known thing. In fact, it was one of the reasons why I." Uh, we made the decision when he came through Minnesota. I said to my husband, we have to go because I know this is the last time I will see him. And so that's one that you just kind of, you make it happen, right? If you are a fan. Um, I said, well, so we've kind of known this, but, but, but we sort of had an inkling that, okay, he's not going to tour anymore, but that doesn't mean he's not going to make new music. That doesn't mean he's not going to keep writing. Here's what he said in an interview. He said, uh, I haven't written a new song in a couple of years now, but I think after, uh, the 2016 album, Stranger to Stranger, a funny thing happened when I finished it. I literally, I literally felt like a switch clicked and I said, I'm finished. So he's not going to be writing any more music. He will not be going on tour. I mean, he's essentially retiring. Yeah. But I don't understand, like, when something sad happens, you have to be mean? I'm not being mean. I'm just, I'm (laughs) sad. You call him a Mm D-bag. What if he listens? Yeah. Okay. If Paul Simon listens, please feel free to call. And also, can I just say something unpopular? I love Paul Simon. And I love Simon and Garfunkel. That is, like, that... One album, I don't know what it is, but I have an. I could like probably sing the whole dumb album to you. Mm-hmm. What's that album? Bridge over troubled water. I don't know, but there's an album. Okay, the soundtrack. Because my to cousin the gave it to me a long no, <laughs> but my cousin gave Cuckoo it to me, Cuckoo and then Cuckoo. I. Okay, can I just tell my yeah, story? Yeah, go go. Jeez. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, the moral of the story is, I don't want to hear musicians like I don't want to hear Paul Simon in concert now. Really? I actually did when yeah. he was with Sting. Remember that? Yes, I do. And it was like, 
Okay, that was interesting. I'm glad I got to see him. I would love to sit down and listen to him talk Mm -hmm. live for like an hour. But there's nothing better than that Paul Simon that like from the 60s. Right. Or maybe a little bit further when he was doing the Africa album. What was that called? Uh, When he was doing Graceland. Graceland. Yeah. Yeah. With Lady Smith, Black Yeah, I mean, that like, you know, that was a thing. But like, him doing. In fact, I gave birth to that album. Such a great album. You mean while giving birth, you were listening to that album. Correct. You said you gave birth to the album. Oh, I mean. Yeah, that was the soundtrack to my birth. You had a whole bunch of musicians yes, just coming just... out of your regime. Mm-hmm. Dude, like an exciting do, time. Do, 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 do. Anyway, mm-hmm. that I want to hear those things. I don't like like when you, I'm trying to think of like Tom Jones. If you saw him in concert, I mean, give me a break. He's not going to sound anything like Tom Jones. Sounds. Oh, I will see. That's actually. Okay. Oh, he does not sound like that right now. Yes, he does. No, he does not. Hey, well, I don't know what he. That you actually just picked a really sex bomb, raw sex bomb. You picked a scab because I'm worried about Tom Jones right now. So you know you're in a tender area. Um, Why are you worried about him, by the way? Because he had to cancel a bunch of concert dates because he was like in the hospital, and we haven't heard hide nor hair from him. Well, for but I actually a period just, of time. I just saw a clip of him singing on uh, uh, with uh, what's her name on that UK show on the Voice. Yeah, UK. They have the Voice. Where he's UK. a judge. Yeah. Yes. Um, him and a gal. They, oh, it was Jennifer Hudson. Oh. Jennifer Hudson, and he like was killing it. So I actually just defeated my own argument. Yeah, he's his voice is still oh, a plus plus hey, plus sex bomb. Kind of sounded like that though. Tom Jones yeah. wants you to be wary of fake Tom Jones social media accounts. This he tweeted on the thirtieth of August. So okay, thank God. He's I'm very a Welsh active. Rare bit. Whoa. Okay, he's. Why is Tom you Jones sounding like hair to you? <laughs> That's all of my impressions, but okay. But no, I'm just saying I, the, I the point I'm saying. making is that when musicians get to a certain point, you're kind of like, oh, well, that just makes me sad because I don't sound like them anymore. Hashtag unpopular opinion. Yeah. That's just your issues with your own mortality. I agree. And you're projecting it onto those. That's, I feel like that. Could you just what she just said. Your <laughs> yes. Cockamamie. <laughs> Oh, self-righteousness okay. all right no i kind of actually i mean <laughs> listen yes you did you did <laughs> sorry that happened um i was gonna keep moving <laughs> to pretend like we didn't just have that moment no i what i was gonna say is uh i can't even remember because that just happened we gotta go listen uh when we come back the unlikeliest <laughs> cast member of facts of life has just been announced. Oh, I'm so excited for this! As you guys. a new cast member of Dancing with the Stars, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. And no, uh, it's, no. Stop it! Don't do it. Shut his mic off. We'll be back after this on my talk 107.1. Well, the most unlikely cast member of the Facts of Life has joined the cast of Dancing with the Stars, and Bradley's going to tell us who it is on the Colleen and Bradley Show on my talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Who is it, Bradley? It is Joe Polnicek from The Facts of Life, 1980 to 1988. Of course, Joe Polnicek, played by none other than actress Nancy McKeon. Okay, what the heck? I have not seen her since the 90s. Yeah, literally. And there's so much about her that we could talk about, and maybe we will in just a moment. But first, let me just tell you the story that uh, Val Schmerkowski will be dancing with Nancy McKeon on the show's 27th season, which is just about uh, or is just around the corner. It was announced today. 
She is 52 years old, of course, known for playing Joe Polnicek on The Facts of Life. And this announcement comes just days after um, other pros were announced, or I should say all of the pros for this new season were announced. And now I think they're going to roll out some of the people to get everybody talking about who's going to come on this next season. Anyway, back to Nancy McKeon. Mm -hmm. I found this to be shocking for a number of reasons. Chief among them, of the Facts of Life cast members, I don't feel like... You're gonna your first guest for who's gonna show up on Dancing with the Stars would be Joe Polnicek, right? Right. Maybe Natalie, maybe Tootie. Well, I Kim think, Fields has also done it, has already done it, and so has Lisa Welch. Yep. So really it's Mindy Cohen and Well uh, and uh Nancy McKeon that are of the girls. Yeah, yeah. it could have been Cloris Leach. She was on too. Cloris yeah. Leachman was on Seriously. Dancing with the Stars. So George Clooney. George Clooney and that Mackenzie other Mackenzie Aston. Exactly. Um of course, I think George Clooney's busy. Mackenzie Aston, I don't know. Oh, he, has he okay. been on? Anyway, regardless, mm-hmm. when I first saw the story, I was like, this is so weird for a number of reasons. First among them, Nancy McKeon, she's like the Facts of Life character uh, or the Facts of Life actress who basically sort of drifted off into obscurity and usually was the one who wanted nothing to do with uh, reliving the memories of Facts of Life. Mm. In fact, and here's what makes this story even more surprising or coincidental, is that I just watched an entire uh, like cable documentary on Nancy McKeon over the weekend and was just like blown away by all this stuff I didn't know about her. And she was, because you know, you grew up with Facts of Life. Oh, yeah. Nancy McKeon and the character of Joe, they were sort of like the dark horse, right. like the black sheep, like sort of off to the side. Everybody else was sort of like team Facts of Life. But Joe was just always kind of a little bit set apart or different, mm-hmm. mostly from her upbringing. You'll remember she had mm-hmm. a rough go of things. She really did. Um, I mean, she came in on a motorcycle, for goodness sake. Yeah. Right uh, into the cafeteria. And the actress Nancy McKeon herself really was one after the show went away who sort of was like, I don't have time for this anymore because I want to go on and have my own acting career. I don't want to always be attached with uh, the facts of life. You know, whereas some of the other characters were more maybe just like fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like that was their thing. Um, in fact, she lived, I don't know where she's still living. Probably we're going to find this out in the new season of dancing with the stars, but she was living in Austin with her husband and her kids. She'd mostly moved away from acting. Not totally though. Mm-hmm. She'd still done some stuff. I think her husband is in the business. Um, I think he was like a, not a stunt person, but he's connected to the business anyway. In this documentary, you learn all this stuff about her. Did you know that she was going to be Monica? On, on friends? friends? Yeah. No. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Yeah, she was up she it was between her and Courtney Cox. And ultimately Courtney Cox got it and established, you know, the iconic uh friends role. Imagine if it had been Nancy McKeon. Well, I know. You know, sometimes you hear those stories about the the other celebrities that read for those roles and they were kind of deciding between and it does make you think about what the trajectory of that show would have been had a different actor or actress been in that. But I'm surprised, frankly, that she was even reading for that role. My assumption had been, you know, you said that she left, you know, when the facts of life wrapped, that she sort of wanted to disconnect herself from facts of life. My sense was that she wanted to disconnect herself from acting altogether because I don't recall seeing her in much afterwards. Well, you probably did. You just don't remember. She, I will say, went on to do a bunch of her thing became after Facts of Life. And I had forgotten all of this, of course, until I watched this documentary. Her thing after 
after the facts of life became uh, like after school special TV TV movies. What do we call them? Yeah, made like for t- TV movies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she did this one very particular movie that was just about an abused uh, woman. And it was like she was just like very much into this like deep st- storytelling place. And then she's done some other things. Most recently, I think she was on like a Disney. She had a character on like a Disney show. Huh. She played sort of like a secondary character on a Disney show. Hmm. Um but but she really did sort of separate herself from the, you know, in fact, the early 2000s reunion that the Facts of Life girls did. They Joe was not there and Joe, it was explained away that she was, you know, police officer on a big case. Um, so what's what will be interesting with the news that she, Nancy McKeon, formerly Joe Polnicek from Facts of Life, will be on the current season of Dancing with the Stars is whether or not she'll do some sort of facts of life tribute. I mean, I would assume since they're talking about it. Yeah, I feel like she almost has to. And I also feel like, um, listen, the way that Dancing with the Stars works, they sometimes are responding to stories of the moment, right? Whether it's the Olympics or a big, you know, a Super Bowl or something like that. I feel like this is sort of in response to the fact that we just lost Charlotte Ray. So no doubt they'll be kind of probably trying to push her to tell stories about her relationship with Charlotte Ray, who played Edna Garrett on the facts of life. Um, and you know, they always do one of those throwback dances, right? The thing that made you a star and you've got to figure she's going to do something to the facts of life theme song. I would imagine that, you know, they'll do the facts of life and she'll have like an emotional, like, you know, like, Breakthrough. Oh, I don't realize how much this show actually meant for me and blah, blah, blah. It's so interesting. Do you, do you know, by the way, just uh, out of curiosity, how she ended up getting the the gig on Facts of Life? Because she was not one of the original, and she was not oh, in the first yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know. Brandon Tartikoff. Uh huh. Brandon Tartikoff. He saw her in a Hallmark commercial where she cried when her dad gave her a card, and he said, "I really like her." And then she had also done a pilot, which kind of went nowhere. That, and he just saw he this. Was like, and was I like, like that kid. Give her a joke. That's my Joe Polnicek. Yep. That is fascinating. After they kicked Molly Ringwald to the curb. Also, can we just talk about the fact that like people auditioning for roles forever and a day who don't get things yeah. hear a story like that? Yeah, and it's also did you know super that, frustrating that Natalie was not an actress. They went to a girls' school to talk to girls for the role or for the show to see like what's what it's like to be a girl at a girls' school. Uh-huh. Natalie was a student. And they just liked her bubbly personality. And and Mrs. Garrett was like, I like that girl. Let's give her a job. And her parents were like, okay. Is that not what everybody's wish and dream is? Like when I was little, I had a huge crush on Lou Diamond Phillips. And I would imagine that he would just pull his limo over to me on the side of the road and invite me to be his co-star in all of everything. Not Lombada, La Bamba. What do they say, Lombada? I mean, it's basically you wanted to do the Lombada. Right. Hey, uh, we have a great guest coming in, we hope. Coming up next, Steve Zahn on My Talk 107.1. He'll be in studio with us on the Colleen and Bradley Show.